0: Thank you. Welcome to Mental Wealth Entrepreneurs Podcast, a podcast for resilient entrepreneurs. Today I chat with Karen Winston, who is the owner and CEO of Karen Winston Solutions. Karen is a certified life coach, a certified health coach, a nutrition coach, a licensed therapist, and also a motivational expert. She works with busy women who have poured all the energy into their careers and others at the expense of their own health, happiness, relationship, and overall life fulfillment. So today we um, discuss why it's important to develop a positive mindset and how to create positive habits that can help us to achieve our goals better. Hi. Hi <laughs> Great to have you on a, on this podcast. Karen. Thank you
1: so much for having me. Happy Great. to be here.
0: Yeah. Um, Karen, uh, the first question I want to ask you is um, how did you become a, a health coach?
1: Well, I was, um, as you mentioned, I started my career as a licensed mental health therapist. And then about 12 years ago, I got certified as a life coach and I was working, um, in the employee assistance field and we were doing, um, we were adding wellness programming to the service offerings that we had. And so I went, it just made good sense to go. Um, I was going to lead the team that was providing those services from a, a, a management kind of operational perspective, but it made sense for me to go and really get ingrained in that. So I went and I got certified as both a health coach and an integrative nutrition coach. Um, and it it's great. And, you know, there's so much uh, mind body connection that it's been really Helpful in the work I'm doing because yeah. so often, you know, somebody comes with stress and we look at their diet or, yeah. you know, what they're doing from a physical perspective and it really all ties together. So it made good sense and, and it, it's helped me personally, too.
0: Yeah, because you're founder of um, um, Karen Vincent Solutions. How long have you
1: been a founder? Um, just a little under a year. Okay. Of having My own yeah. business. Yeah, I yeah. left the corporate world in January. Um, I decided I really just wanted to kind of the services that I was providing at the corporate level just kind of do on my own and um, have them all online. So I've been been loving it. It's great.
0: Yeah. I've looked at your website and and, uh, you also mentioned that you were providing some um, health uh, health advice to children, to adults. But what is your clientele today? What is the profile of your clients?
1: It's adults and it's all women. Um, I'm not opposed to working with men, but it's just I I market to women. And um, a lot of what I do is because I kind of went on my own journey and, um, you know, being in the corporate world, traveling a lot, getting really burnt out. Um, both emotionally and from a, a physical health perspective just not taking care of myself not sleeping and so um, so that's really who I speak to and I can really relate to so yeah. um, it's all women at this point yeah so what is the age group? Um, I actually have someone who's younger right now I have someone in her late 20s but usually mid30s to mid 50s okay. yeah um, people who you know it tends to be I get some moms who are, um, you know, really busy pouring themselves into their kids and all the activities and things like that. But um, I get a lot of either entrepreneurs or corporate women who, um, you know, have poured all their time and energy into their careers and then kind of wake up one day, which is what I can relate to and say, oh, boy, that's great. I'm making good money. And I, you know, I've had a lot of success professionally, but what's going on with the rest of my life.
0: Yeah.
1: So what are the
0: common problems um, your clients have?
1: Uh, Weight loss is a big one. Yeah. Um, Stress is a big one. Um, And, and you know, it all ties together. So not sleeping enough um, and a lot around um, a lot of the work I do is around mindset, because all of those things can tie back to mindset. So anxiety, stress, a lot of it's stress that they're putting on themselves, not even necessarily stress from outside circumstances, yeah. and um, some low level depression, I get some people with relationship concerns, and it's because they've neglected their relationships. Yeah. Um, but I but but weight is a big one that right. you know, is the reason people come in. And then we look at kind of the whole picture. Yeah, I I actually, (laughs) I've read on your website that
0: you have to be be healthy, but sometimes you just can't find time. Actually, three days ago, I just said to myself, enough is enough, I can't fit in any of my clothes, I have to do something about it. And like you said, you don't have to wait till Monday to do it. You have to decide right then and then to start making change uh, (laughs) in your life. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. And and I can relate to that too. I you know, I was at a point where it was like anytime I was making plans to go out with friends or something, yeah. I'd go buy new clothes. And yeah. the clothes weren't the problem. It was what was under the clothes that was the problem. And so I had to fix that.
0: Yeah. So if you look at the um uh, you know problems that generally, you know, your clients have, uh is there is a difference between say female entrepreneurs and F- uh, females who work uh, in the corporate world, do they have different type of problems, or do they all have the same type of type of problems?
1: there's um there's definitely overlap, you know, in terms of weight is weight, you know, not eating healthy is not eating healthy. But I think the um the stress stuff comes from two different places. So in the corporate world, it's feeling the need to keep up, to shine, to impress others. And in the entrepreneur field, it's a lot more of fear, I think, around, you know, it's it feeling like it's all on me to figure it out. So, what if I don't get enough clients? What if, you know, my message isn't resonating with people? I'm not, you know, a, a lot more comparison too. I think happens, and then mm-hmm. that imposter syndrome sets in. So, I think that where the stress and anxiety come from is a little bit different in terms of mindset, but the symptoms kind of play out the same and the same for busy moms too yeah but you know you mentioned um mindset can
0: you just um explain what uh what is mindset and why it matters
1: uh, yes it's so it's so important so mindset is really um what we're thinking about this the, what we're whatever we're experiencing in our lives yeah. so for um A lot of people, a lot of us and all of us at some point feel like this is that, you know, I'm stressed out because of my job or I'm really anxious because I didn't hit my revenue goals last month. And so we attribute the emotion to the circumstance, the situation, when the situation is not responsible for that. It's what we're thinking. It's our mindset about that situation. So I do a lot of work with people around, and and a a lot of times we don't even know what we're thinking. We're just kind of running on autopilot and so many of our thoughts are running in the subconscious. So a lot of what we do is really dig in to figure out what are you thinking that's causing those feelings? And then is there a different way that you could be thinking about it and truly believe? And that's where a lot of the coaching comes in so that you can feel differently because what we think is turns into what we feel, what we feel impacts how we act. So if if I'm fearful about, let's say my business, I'm fearful about my revenue, then I might spin my wheels just in anxiety, worried about that. And then instead of doing something that could actually generate revenue, so I get stuck in the, oh my gosh, this isn't going to work out. Is my business going to fail? You know, and then I kind of get paralyzed. And then the result is, you don't get revenue. So if you can change the thinking to say, for, for example, in this case, um, you know, I didn't hit my revenue goals last month. Let me look at my messaging. Like I can, there, my clients are out there. I know that for sure. So I have to just change how I'm thinking about it, which will change how I'm feeling about it, which will change the actions I take and change the results. And the result always goes back to the thought. So if you're thinking helpful thoughts, you'll get, the results you want and it's so it's so important that people first really tune into where their mindset is right now and then they um look at you know we do we do the work around how do we get you to a place of a better mindset so that you can get to where you want to be
0: yeah but if you think about how many thoughts i, I don't know I've, re- I've read somewhere and again it, different people say provide different information uh some some say it's what 40,000, yeah, like like. <laughs> how, how do you even, how can you control, how can you change your thoughts, because they're just random, they're just in your head, right, how can you pay attention to 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 your thought process, there is a strategy to it, or you there need to be
1: more aware, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So, so you're right. And, and I've, I've seen, I don't know how many thoughts go through our heads, but it, it is like tens of thousands and you see different numbers. So, and so many of them are unconscious. So you're not, you're not even thinking about like, oh, I stepped on the floor when I got out of bed. Oh, I'm going to walk to the bathroom. Oh, I'm going to brush my teeth. Like all of that kind of stuff is just kind of running on autopilot. What I do is I have people look at, okay, what's, what's the feeling that you're feeling? That's the problem feeling for you and so let's say it's anxiety so let's look at that what tell me all your thoughts that you're having when you start to feel anxious and really get people to kind of do that brain dump and explore like and usually there's a theme around the thoughts um to really like look at what is causing that anxiety what are you thinking specific to that anxiety and all the other thoughts can be running in the background but we really draw those thoughts out and examine them and say okay you, you're saying the thought that's driving that is my business is going to fail. Is that true? Is your business really going to fail? Is there another way that you could be thinking about it? So, you know, going back to that same example, I didn't hit my revenue goals last month. That's causing me to feel anxious. What else can you, what else can you think about that? So maybe it's, i've got to try something different or i learned i learned what not to do and then that's going to propel me forward so and it's it's really about you know my clients have to come up with their own new thoughts i don't i don't give them thoughts because that doesn't work either you know but really it's the coaching and the questioning and the really examining the thoughts and challenging people around their thoughts and and when people are open to that they can get some i mean it's it's amazing that the breakthroughs that people can have And then the results that they get, um, you know, following those breakthroughs.
0: Yeah. So you are a licensed mental health professional. What's your specialty?
1: I've done all kinds of stuff. So I started out working with kids. Um, I I did a lot with adolescents and then I went into adults. So it it was, it's, I've done a lot with trauma, um, more with children and trauma, adults, more the, the, Standard, you know, I don't say standard, but depression, anxiety, um, grief issues, relationship issues, um, those types of parenting issues.
0: Yeah. Very often, uh, anxiety and um, stress is a result of overwhelm, especially for women, Mm -hmm. because women have to multitask and they have to look after kids and make sure the family is all... Um, well, um, how can uh, busy women and you, you, your clientele are the lady bosses, right? First of all, can women
1: have it all? I think so. I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do, and I don't believe in balance. I, I don't think there's any. I don't think we ever get to a place where, we're like, oh, my personal life is here, and my work is here, yeah. and it's all perfectly balanced. So, um, but I think it's it's what you need now. So, you know, someone might say, I've got to do a little bit more towards work right now, because I'm launching something, or I'm promoting something, Um, I need some help with the kids, or, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to see my friends as much this month. And then next month, you say, okay, we're moving into the holiday season, I'm going to spend more time with friends and family. So I but I think it's about being intentional, not not letting other people drive that for you because what, what happens I think especially for us as women is we just keep going on the back burner and everything else sits up here and then yeah. that's when we find ourselves in that situation where we wake up one day and say, whoa, what you know, what happened? So um so yeah, I think it's 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 being intentional and focusing on what's the next thing that you want. How stop working from home. <laughs> <laughs> hello
0: he's just returned from school come on oh. and mommy's talking on the podcast okay, okay. This is, oh, well done come on Thank you. <laughs> so he, oh, how old is he just a four <laughs> He just started school He just finished for, for a week but uh, <laughs> yeah so i mean that, that that's why i'm asking how do you how do you um how do you know because obviously well an anxiety a little bit of anxiety is 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 okay right it's it's a part of life Mm -hmm. how can we um how can we spot that something is really wrong and uh, anxiety can become something more of a concern uh, and leads to the mental health problem how we how we
1: can spot this um that's a great question. And I think you're right. A little anxiety can be good. It can be motivating. It can be, you know, energizing to some extent. Um, I think when it starts to impact your normal functioning is when you really have to look at it. So and when it's prolonged. So if you know, if there's a situation, maybe you have a big launch or something coming up, and you feel a little anxious, that's normal. That's kind of anxiety and excitement really are the same feeling yeah. in many ways. But if it's prolonged and it's heightened and it's interfering with your ability to take the action that you want to take, or then at that point, I think, you know, you want to start thinking about, do I need some help with this? Or, you know, should I talk to somebody, whatever, you know, whatever that looks like for you. So definitely prolonged is, is a, is a sign. And it's, you know, we all know this, it's not healthy either. It takes a toll on your body when you're living in that heightened state, state of stress, Sorry, Heightened state of stress and anxiety. Yeah. So you personally, have you, have you had any uh, mental
0: health uh, struggles in the past?
1: I have not. I haven't. Um, Other than, you know, prolonged stress related to work, which ultimately I learned was not related to work. It was related to my thoughts about work. But um, yeah, I've I've experienced that, but not, um, not any mental health concerns.
0: Yeah, because we, we, we've had a, a guest on the podcast. Well, he's um, uh, the podcast is actually will be live um, on Monday, and his uh, his name is uh, Michael Freeman. He's published uh, a study um, where he found uh, through his research the correlation association between entrepreneurship and mental health. Mm. But again, mental health problems. But then again it's still a lot of unknown whether we are likely to develop mental health conditions as a result of our entrepreneurial activities or uh, entrepreneurs who experienced mental health conditions in the past, in in the childhood, maybe in adolescence, they're more likely to become entrepreneurs later in life. But he found some relationship between entrepreneurship and mental health. And I've had some guests on the podcast um, who said... They never experienced anything like like you know uh, anxiety or, or toxic stress. You know they've never experienced it until they started their business. You see, so it's it's almost like they they became founders and they started experiencing all sorts of uh, yeah. you know mental health issues. And I also had some guests who um, in the past suffered from different types of um, you know mental health conditions such as you know, eating disorders and, and and anxiety and they they kind of now are the interpret you know entrepreneurs founders of, of businesses so it would be interesting to find out uh, what, what's happening with people you know what leads to what uh, but like I said you know you you are healthy mentally and you helping people to um, uh, you know, with their issues in terms of the mental health, but um, what was your biggest failure since you started your business? what What was your maybe if if not failure, maybe the greatest ch- challenge?
1: I think, and I and I fight it, and I will probably fight it forever, um is the comparison comparing. Myself to other people because for me that leads to a lot of stress and then a lot of inaction. So then I feel like I waste time. So I'm looking at what you know somebody who's been doing this for 15 years, where their business is, and I'm comparing my business to that and thinking I should be. And and what happens is one of two things: I either then I, I just think and I think and I think and I try to dig into things, and then I'm not actually executing. Or I think I have to do everything at one time. Um, you know, Social media is a good example. There's so, I mean, there's so many different ways to approach it. There's so many platforms. And so thinking, I've got to go do everything. And then when I do that, I do nothing well. I, I'm trying to I've spread way too thin. So mm-hmm. I've had to learn to, you know, and that's been challenging and that's been really stressful for me, but to dial it back and say, okay, I'm going to do this one thing and do it really well. And then I can add on the next thing if, if appropriate. So, um, so I think I've wasted a lot of time trying to do too much at one time. And then with that comes, I've got to go learn more. So now I've got to listen to, you know, go watch a bunch of YouTube videos or take a course and that kind of thing, and and yeah. it's consuming, 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 and not executing.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's referred to as um, shiny object syndrome or something yes. like. That. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm all about that. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, I, I ran a business a couple of years ago. I closed my, my, my old business. But I, I, it just you just think you have to do this course and that course and you have to be good at this and that. And you end up, like you said, spreading too thin and then you become overwhelmed
1: yeah. <laughs> because you can't just do everything. Right. Right. And then for me, at least when I become overwhelmed, then I go into that kind of i um, paralyzed mode because I don't even know what to do next. So it, it's been a good I, I mean, I'm glad it happened because I've learned that that I can't work like that. And I, I don't know if anybody can. So I've just learned do one thing at a time, do it well, fix things if it, it's not going well and then move on to the next thing. And and that works much better for me.
0: Yeah. So what was uh, what was your uh, say biggest surprise since you started your own coaching business?
1: That's a really good question. Um, I can look at it from two perspectives. So one, I can look at it from just strictly the business side and it's um, how much time social media takes up to you know to be in there consistently and and just how hard it is to have organic reach these days on most platforms so um that was a big surprise for me and i had to come up with some strategies around you know just i take a couple days and i just produce content and i'll still produce content on the fly but i i i don't produce i create the content so that then i can Deliver it, but it's not consuming me on a day-to-day basis. Um, from a client perspective, I I think um, maybe going back to kind of what we talked about in an earlier question is that how um, common so many women uh, how, how similar their experiences are in terms of and you know I can relate to it based on my own experience in terms of what they're feeling and and feeling like they're they're just stuck and and frustrated because these are successful people who are saying like i have a great job or i'm building a great business but i just feel stuck around my weight or my happiness or my relationship and so that and that we feel like we're alone and and you know the only one having that experience and it's such a common theme that um you know people aren't alone when they're having that experience yeah. Do you have uh, uh, anyone in your family who is also an entrepreneur? Um, my father was, mm-hmm. um, and my husband has. A, he's a physical therapist. He has his own business.
0: Yeah. So, so you, you, you can provide some so support uh, to each other. Yeah. Yeah. And what about your um, general sort of network? Uh, are you active on uh, networking websites? Uh, talking to other female entrepreneurs how do you have motivation how do you yeah get motivated
1: so I've done one of my goals and I was gonna I'm hoping this year we'll see how that plays out is Mm -hmm. I want to launch a digital course because of the reason I just said that so many women feel like they're the only one having this experience and so I want to bring people together and and do the coaching, but also provide a community where women can support one another. Women, you know, of similar, um, having similar experiences. So um, I'm part of um, Amy Porterfield's community where she teaches how to build a digital course. And then she also has a membership group. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's all, it's all people of all different, you know, niches, but um, kind of doing the same work. A lot of people are still solopreneurs. Some people, you know, have grown teams. So um, I'm really active in that community, and it's great. It's really supportive. Yeah. Also, uh,
0: another question. Uh, I I guess I'm I'm always in. I've asked this question several times. Um, coaching is quite a, fr- a fragmented sector. It's there are easy entry barriers if you wish you don't have to have a lot of capital to become a coach right you can just create a website Um, and there are many coaches out there how do you differentiate how do you stand out from 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 the crowd what's your level of differentiation
1: that's a great question and and there there is a lot of you know coaching is a saturated market you know so and you're right there's tons of coaches um For me, like I said, I speak to a specific woman when I'm when I'm talking and when I'm marketing. Um, And that doesn't mean that's the only people I'm going to attract, but that's who I'm speaking to. And then I think my background of um, being a certified coach for 12 years and um, having the mental health background, although you know you can't provide mental health services across state lines, so I'm really clear. If I have somebody and I think that they need something more than coaching, I'm very upfront with that and help them, you know, get connected. In um, the in the health coaching, so I I really try to highlight that those they're all intertwined. Um, and another another thing you mentioned in the in the beginning, I think, is that I. Um, I'm a member of the motivational interviewing network of trainers. So motivational interviewing is a specific it's used mostly in therapy, but it's it's used in coaching too. It's a specific way of having a conversation where I was you... actually about to ask you this because I was like, <laughs> what's this? How do I come across this this term? so it's a, it's a specific way of having a conversation with somebody where you not only and it's how you ask the questions how you respond to their responses so you not only dial up their motivation but you also help them sustain their motivation over time and so i'm i'm so i've been doing motivational interviewing for years and years but i'm also you have to go through a, it's it's a it's not officially a certification but you have to record sessions somebody rates them. They have a very scientific way of rating them to make sure that you're using the skills correctly. And then you have to go. um, I actually went to Germany the year I did it. And um, you have to get in front of a group and show that you can actually teach the skills too. So I can teach other practitioners the skills. So I I use that too. I think that's unique that not all coaches have that. and, And a lot of people have some level of it but not not to the extent that i've i've just had the luxury of time yeah is is this similar
0: to socratic socratic questioning
1: um it's similar it's similar it's um so it's it's asking i'll give a couple examples of that yeah yeah that would be great yeah so it's all about um i'll give a little background so when when we're talking about making a change if if you say I'm going to do this, I have no doubt in my mind I'm going to do this. I'm excited. I'm doing it. You probably don't need coaching for that, right? Because you're you, you're not ambivalent. You're just going to do it. Mm-hmm. But what we what I see certainly in coaching, and I've experienced myself, we all have, is that you want to make a change, but you haven't done it, and the re and there's a reason why you haven't done it. So you're ambivalent. There's like a part of you that really wants to make the change, but then there's part of you that says. Um, it's too scary, or it's going to be uncomfortable, or I'm going to feel deprived if it's around eating, whatever it might be. And so um, when, when you're talking to somebody who's experiencing that ambivalence, they're going to say, they're going to give you the reasons why they want to do the thing. And then you're going to say, okay, well, let's make a plan. And then they're going to go back to, well, I don't know if I have time. And, And so then they're going to give you the reasons why it's going to be hard, or they can't do it. And so we call that change talk versus sustained talk the sustained talk is what's holding them in their comfort zone um, so even if they don't like it it's still their comfort zone for, for the time being so in motivational interviewing when you're asking questions you're asking questions to draw intentionally draw out more of that change talk so you're dialing up their motivation and there's specific skills there's like reflecting and you ask a lot of open-ended questions and you help summarize but but the attention is always on the change talk and not the sustained talk. Um, so a question that that's used uh, is used in coaching a lot, but um, you know, on a scale, let's say somebody's talking about weight loss on a scale from one to 10, how motivated are you right now to lose 10 pounds? And if someone says, Oh, I don't know, a five, that's not too good. Right. So you could say, Oh, well, why, 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 what do you think is holding you back? And then they're going to give you all their sustained talk, all the reasons why it's going to be hard and they can't do it. So yeah. instead I would say you're a five. Hmm. What do you think it would take to get you to like a seven? What What would need to be different? Or that's interesting. You're not a three. What, what, why do you think you're a five and not a three? And then they're going to give you the, the positive stuff, the stuff that's motivating them to want to make the change. So throughout the conversation you're doing that and you're you're helping people really kind of intensify the reasons why they want to do something and minimize the things that have been holding them back.
0: Yeah, no no it's uh, uh, I'm, I'm I'm actually think, well I am very um uh, supportive of finding solutions for the mental health problem problems proactively because it's it's one of those things Unfortunately, the but, uh, what we see today is is kind of reactive uh, approach to helping someone with with mental health problems because and, and a lot of people they just they don't pay attention to their mental health right mm-hmm. until uh, yeah. something happens to them uh, you know right. like they feel really down or, or they they have depression and I guess through through these techniques you can help people to be more, you know, to to manage their mental health more proactively. Yeah. Um, Because again, it's motivation, low motivation can lead to a lot of things, right? Right. Uh, And it will just escalate for people. But um, thinking about your entrepreneurial journey, uh, since you said you've been um, a founder for around a year? Yep, January. January, yeah. I mean, just just before the COVID.
1: It hasn't, you know, it hasn't really affected me too much yeah. based yeah. on based on what I you know, I work from home yeah. anyhow. But I, I and, guess yeah. some businesses that they, they will thrive during COVID and I guess
0: yeah. the mental health profession will, will thrive because there are so many people in need of guidance and need of mm-hmm. support and, and motivation. Um so yeah, but since the beginning of your Sort of uh, entrepreneurial journey. Um, obviously, you had to learn a lot of things uh, as a as a as a founder. Uh, how do you continue to stay on top of things? how How do you continue to stay? Um, uh, yeah, on, to, on top of the what's what's current today. Um, what are the, your strategies to learn about new things?
1: That's a great question, um, and I will say that I I. I've heard other people say this, and I took this stance from the beginning, was that I was going to learn how to do everything before I handed anything off. So before I get somebody to help me with my social media, I want to make sure I knew it all. I wanted to make sure I knew how to build my website so that if something breaks on a Saturday afternoon, I can go fix it. I don't have to wait for, you know, a contractor or somebody to come do that. So, um, so i I follow, and this is where I walk, I walk a fine line between, consume, consume and, you know, let at some point you have to let it go. So, um, so for example, Instagram just came out with the reels feature where you do little short videos of like 15 seconds. And in my mind, I'm kind of thinking that is not anything I'm going to do. Thank you very much, Instagram. And, um, it doesn't really apply to my business. And I did some more research over the last couple of weeks. And if I want to have a presence on Instagram, I've got to do it. It's, it's what they're promoting right now. It's, it's how their people are being found. Um, So I did so that I say to myself, okay, I'm going to spend an hour and see if that's enough. I'm going to go watch some YouTube videos or some people who I know are Instagram experts, and I'm going to figure out, you know, what does this involve? And how do I, you know, start thinking about how do I incorporate it into my business? So I try to do that. um, But like I said, it's a fine line. I try to really walk that line between consuming too much and, um, than not getting anything done, so for me again, social media is the biggest thing yeah. that that's,
0: you you got know, quite uh, quite few um followers on Instagram. it's yeah impressive, <laughs> yeah, yeah been around, you know in in the business um, for, for, for a year it's it's a good Instagram account you've got,
1: yeah, and I um, and I actually didn't start Instagram until. I want to say May, um, I was on, Fe- I was on Facebook and then I said, you know, I've got to get on Instagram and I, d- and I didn't really use Instagram personally. I had an account, but I didn't, I didn't know, really know what I was doing. I had never posted anything. And so that was kind of, that was a big learning curve for me. Um, but it's, you know, I'm glad I did it, but it's, that's, that's one that takes a lot of my attention. I wish it took less at this point. Yeah.
0: Also, you know, you mentioned um, you are quite healthy mentally, physically. <laughs> but uh, we are not immune, right? Entrepreneurs uh, are not immune from developing mental health conditions. No. there is increasing evidence to suggest that at some at some point mm-hmm. in the entrepreneurial journey, the majority of people will experience some degree of you know problematic conditions so what's your strategy to sell um um to safeguard your mental health
1: that's a great question and and as you were talking and and when you were talking before about the gentleman who did the research you know i'm thinking it can be a lonely journey being an entrepreneur when it's when you don't have a team you know and and you're working from home and, you know, I, I get a lot of energy from my clients, but there, there are times where you're just working on the business, not, you know, not working with people. So I think that, I, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking that probably puts us at higher risk. It's kind of that loneliness. Um, but for me, I, I don't love to exercise but I love the way I feel mentally when I exercise and physically. So that's really important to me. Um, It's rare that I skip a day of exercise because it just, I just, it sets my brain right. Um, Excuse me. I also do practice mindfulness every day. So um, even if it's just five minutes, I'll do anywhere between five and 15 minutes. And that really helps me. That really helps me. Be intentional about my thoughts and and kind of focus. And I do I do it in the morning. Lots of people choose to do it at night. I just do it in the morning. Um, I also have a life coach. So I have somebody that I'm talking to every week and and helping to kind of process through things and keep my brain in check. So for me, that's important too. I, I look forward to that meeting every week. Um, and I try to eat healthy most of the time. And, and for me, that makes a difference too. If I um, I don't do well with gluten, so if I eat a lot of gluten, I I don't feel well, and then when I don't feel well, I don't work as well. So um, I drink a lot of water. I try to eat healthy most of the time, and when I don't, it's a treat, and I'm okay with that. You know, I feel good about it. Um, and then I think you know you got to have positive supportive people in your life. Like my husband's really supportive of what I'm doing. He he gets it. You know, he's he's much further along in his entrepreneurial journey, but um, he gets it and. So having somebody I can talk to at the end of the day or debrief with or run ideas by is is really helpful, too. And then I think, um, you know, being in community with other people who are doing s- similar things. It doesn't have to be the same business, but they're they're passionate about doing mm-hmm. similar things. Um, for me, that's really energizing and that helps.
0: It's interesting. You said, well, you you are a, a life coach. And you said you, you've got a life coach <laughs> to keep you changing. Yep, yep.
1: No hairdresser. <laughs> a hairdresser can't give themselves a good haircut themselves. <laughs> That's so. true. I, I coach myself all the time, but it's helpful to have somebody else that I can really talk
0: yeah. to. Yeah, no, no, it, it's, it's um, yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, we, uh, unfortunately, when people start their businesses, they often care too much about cash flow they think about how to you know get sales through and they kind of forget about their mental health um that's important because it can really put founders uh you know in 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 a situation where they can just let their business fail because they're not mentally strong enough to to cope with certain situations
1: yeah, and I think I've seen, um, I'm not, when you were asking about, engage, you know, engagement in other communities, there are some groups that I belong to that I'm not necessarily highly engaged in, but I'll see the questions coming up over and over about, and it's entrepreneur groups, and it's someone saying, you know, how, how does anybody have time for self-care when you're trying to run your business? I'm working 16 hours a day, and and I think, I think that is a challenge of being an entrepreneur, especially if you're working from home, it's, it's mm-hmm. in your face all day long, but you have to, I think you have to have that break and whether that's, you know, to spend time with your kids or your spouse and, and really spend time, not spend time, but you're on your phone the whole time um, or to have a hobby or to have something else that you do that is not related to, you know, I mentioned exercise, when I'm exercising, I am not thinking about my business at all, my music is jammed up, you know, cranked up in my ears, and I'm listening, or I'm listening to something on a podcast, not related to business. Um, I have a Peloton bike. So those those rides are really distracting in a good way. Um, I have a garden. So when the weather's nice, I spend a lot of time out gardening. And it's just a, you know, it's that nice mental break. And I think that's really important. And, and it's I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't they they feel like well i could use that hour or two to work more and therefore move my business forward faster and it just doesn't work like that it 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 sounds logical but in the meantime you're 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 drowning your your mental health is drowning your physical health is drowning and it backfires completely in my opinion yeah i
0: agree with you totally i've like i said i've recently started exercising and you know, during the exercise, I I sometimes have this guilt thought (laughs) that I should be doing something else. (laughs) And it's not like I'm I'm spending an hour, two hours at the gym. I'm just doing just a little bit of cardio for half an hour here and then. Yeah, Uh, And still, I catch myself thinking, oh, I should have done this. I I should have created some kind of a post on on instagram or something <laughs> and then i stop myself thinking hang on hang on hang on you need to do this because it's again it's it's your health it's important because this is <laughs> this you know it's, it's like you have to go to gym to keep your body well gym okay in your home you can also have a gym to keep yeah. your body and then it can help you to have uh, you know uh, mental um, you know the right mental gym in your in your head in 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 a way because again there is a connection between body and mind.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When I when I was getting really burnt out in the corporate world, I, I was, you know, I was in this heightened state of overwhelm. And it was like one project after the next after the next and and lack of resources. And you know, this is what I'm telling myself. And um and I wasn't exercising at all for that same reason. It was like, I, I need to be working. I need to be executing and I don't have time. And one day I was just like, I I can't do this. My mind cannot take this for one more second. And I said, so that's when I made the decision. This week, I'm going to exercise every day. And I started out, I told myself, I'm just going to do five minutes a day. I have five minutes. And then, you know, you get down, I got down on my treadmill and five minutes, it's 10 minutes. That's easy enough. I, I could do it. I didn't feel overwhelmed. And, and then quickly you get up to, you know, 20 minutes, a half hour. But what I noticed how I felt mentally, once yeah. I got to the point where I was breaking a sweat, and I was, you know, getting getting my heart rate up, I felt so much better, that I didn't not want to do it anymore, because it, it, it really changed. It just changed me. Um, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't wanting to shut down at the end of the night and go watch stupid TV for hours just to kind of get that break. I was able to say, we're done and I'm going to go do something I actually enjoy. So, yeah, it's so important, but it's hard. It's hard when you're you're in the grind. (laughs) I, I was actually interviewing
0: someone, um, this week and, um, um, she, she created, um, um, this, this female entrepreneur she created this device right it's like a w- wearable device that you can put on your head <laughs> and uh, it can actually f- uh, fine-tune to to certain areas of of your brain and help you with motivation as well <laughs> wow. she said, yeah she's in Germany and uh, she's she she's launching it and she's taking some you know reset it's, some pre-sales um but the full launch of the product will be in january but it's uh it she she tried to explain this concept of uh, neurofeedback and also um neuroplasticity and and she basically said that even you know it's all in your mind and there is little we know about our mind and um how to get motivated, and now they've, they've created this this gadget that actually motivates you. And she's wearing it <laughs> she you to do the exercises. Oh! <laughs> when she has some negative thoughts, she's like, <laughs> <and then. laughs> it "Does something to her brain, and it kind of activates a certain area of the brain oh, to exercise." I mean, it's fascinating. But uh, oh. yeah, it's so solutions are out there and and again people like you said you know they will they they will choose different solutions um yeah but i think our listeners will get so much from 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 this discussion because again it's important you keep you healthy you pay attention to your thoughts and um you yeah your 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 mental health start in your body right yeah um it's and through nutrition as well. And, um, it's also so important, but, uh, Karen, just, just to wrap up, uh, what would be your final, uh, you know, advice to female entrepreneurs or maybe entrepreneurs in general?
1: Yeah, I think, I think it could apply to entrepreneurs in general, in general. It's to um, it's kind of twofold. So one, don't neglect your, your, your physical and mental health to build a business because you will, if you're bankrupt physically and and mentally, you're you're not going to have a thriving business. It's, it's, I I don't, I don't think that's possible from my perspective. Um, And I think one of the best ways to do that is, is the mindset work is to make sure that when you feel those tough feelings that you're think you, you notice what you're thinking about, and really challenging yourself like is this thought serving me is this and if not and likely not if it's causing those emotions is there a better thought i could have about this situation it's not the situation that's causing you to feel that way it's what you're thinking about it and how do you how do you reframe it and i think um a really good example for me has been around this whole virus and there are people who are thriving who said, I'm going to take advantage of the time at home. Like, I mean, it hit us all. We didn't know what we thought was two weeks, right? Initially, and yeah. here we are. And so there are people who took advantage to say, I'm going to spend more time with my kids. My family gets to eat dinner together. I'm organizing my home. I'm starting a business. I'm going to get in shape. And there are other people who pulled the covers over their head and they were just thinking, okay, I'll start when this is over. And now it's, you know, six, eight months, depending where you live. Yeah. And there are people who have gained 30, 40 pounds. There are people whose relationships are falling apart. There, you know, who um really are struggling. And it all goes back to how we perceived the situation. And as as challenging as it is, you know, I chose from the beginning when I said this world is not a world I ever thought I'd be living in. I chose to say, I'm going to I'm going to be grateful for the things I have and the things I can do, and I'm going to use this time to grow. And yeah. and so I, I, it just speaks to the power of mindset that two people are experiencing the same situation. I have a friend, and she's and she said, if we have to go back into full for, full quarantine, like I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't think I can survive it. Yeah, and I, and I'm kind and of we're like not talking about the second wave. Uh, actually, yesterday they,
0: they reported the largest number of infections since the beginning of this whole covid yeah pandemic in the uk anyway so yeah it's um we might be <laughs> into the second wave now
1: yeah, yeah and i think you know so that's an example of how your mindset can and, and i'm not i'm not you know happy go lucky about this whole situation. And, you know, I, I wish we weren't going through it. I hate seeing everybody walking around with masks. You can't even smile at somebody. I mean, I think there, there's a lot of loss that we've all experienced, but I, I, I will not let myself drown in that loss. I will make sure that I'm balancing that with the good stuff and taking advantage of, of what, what we can do now. So um, that's, you know, that's just a good example of mindset and how powerful it can be.
0: Yeah, no, thank you, Karen. This is a great motivational <laughs> message to all our listeners. Definitely look after your health. Uh, think about the mindset. Change your negative, uh, um, you know, thoughts and 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 feelings and emotions. And try to be more in control of what you do because it, again, con- try to control things you can control. Because again, yeah. we couldn't control pandemic. I mean, they, they 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 said on the on on the news that. Just like you said, people gain so so much weight, and uh, they actually uh, mentioned something about the consumption of alcohol. That uh, Mm. (laughs) the consumption of
1: alcohol was, (laughs) I'm sure.
0: (laughs) But uh, I I mean, I'll I'll probably consume half of that. (laughs) But it's uh, no, you're right. Uh, Definitely pay attention to your mental health and stay safe.
1: Yeah.
0: Be healthy. Thank you so much for coming on the
1: podcast. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mental Wealth Entrepreneurs Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this show. Please send me any comments or feedback. If you're an entrepreneur and want to share your story, please contact me. The link is in the podcast show notes. Also, please see the social media links and uh, links to offers from my guests, On the podcast notes. This podcast is sponsored by Smart Octopus Voice Agency, who create chatbots and voice skills on Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant. So I'm really excited uh, to tell you that this podcast is now available as an Alexa skill. uh, So you can search for resilient entrepreneur uh, skill and enable it as a flash briefing. So that's all from me. Uh, I wish I wish you good mental health, and you are just one mind hug away. Till next time.